Hello fellow coaches, it's Angela here. I hope you're well. So I know that at times you, like myself and many other people, have sat in front of the computer going, what am I going to do? I need the money now. And balancing how to bring on clients right now with the long-term marketing strategy so you can build a sustainable practice there's a huge balance to be gained in that. So today we are going to unpack that topic. It's a really juicy one, so join us. Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bare your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Well, hello and welcome to today's podcast. And we've got a really juicy title for you today, and it's When You Need a Client This Month. So many of the messages that I often get received from people that host networking events often say, networking isn't about selling, it's about building relationships. And we do know that because there is some truth to our network is our network, or it has that capacity to increase that for us. We need these partners and we need these people. But what do you do when you're trying to get this business moving? You've had a slump in the summer, maybe it's back to school focus, anything that gives you that momentum. And you know you need clients this month. I've certainly been in that situation more than I think about, really. You know, not not always do you have that that ability to keep everything rolling in a really uh, smooth manner. I think we have to be quite well advanced in business to be able to do that. So we're going to open this topic with what to do when you need a client this month. And I want, and Anka and I have just been having a conversation. I want her to, I just wanted to hit record and dive in so that we could continue it. Because what do you do? You know, you're scared to do a DM. You don't want to seem sleazy, Anka. You know, you you don't know what to do. Do you have a whole email sequence to try and get a call with people? You know you need clients this month but you don't know how to approach people and you don't want to seem sleazy around it. And that's the biggest fear of so many coaches and consultants, certainly introverted. They don't want to come across like that. So what do we do? You know, what, what, what do we do when we need a client this month? Yeah, I think it's a, it's an, it's an, it's a fabulous topic and because it kind of keeps coming up, right? So it's never, because I mean, It takes a while for a business to be so steady that you don't have any ups and downs at all, right? And I find what I see people struggle with when they kind of want results quickly but apply strategies that are more long-term strategies, right? So to say, well, if you go and optimize your funnel, right, that's not going to give you quick results. I think the quick results always come. I think the faster you need results, the more direct the contact needs to be, right? And I think it's, I would always go 
who already trusts me, who already knows me, like, like look really as close in your inner circle, as close as possible. Right. I think that would always be my first approach because you don't have to build trust with these people. So they already know who you are. They already might even have experienced your work in some way. So, you know, they'll be talking past clients. We're talking existing client, existing clients. We're calling those people you have spoken to in the past who didn't buy at the time. Like it's always, that would be, I think most people don't want to go there, but that's, if you want quick results, I think there's no way around it. So I, I totally agree with that. And I think sometimes it can still be a bit scary. Let's just say we've worked with somebody and we've done some work and that's fallen off the radar. Um, you know, what stops people from from messaging them? What do, what stops us? Because that's what's in the way, isn't it? You know, what stops <laughs> us from doing what we'd normally do if we needed a dentist? Or let's say, with, you know, what people do on Facebook, isn't it? You know, can you recommend a plumber to me? Or, you know, yes. I've, um, you know, my, you know, I've got a great hairdresser and she's got some vacancies. We don't think twice about certain types of asking, but we think a lot about asking when we know that we need clients and money. I think that's exactly the thing because you're going to laugh because you haven't, I haven't even told you that bit. Um, <laughs> you know how. I always say like, oh, I don't do outreach. Like, Mrs. I don't do outreach. You're going to laugh when you hear what I've all of a sudden noticed myself doing around the Doggy Passion Project. Right. Next thing I know, I find myself searching on LinkedIn. Let's see whether I have first level connections who are into dogs. And there was somebody and I'm like, oh, hi, how have you been? literally reached out to the guy and just said look you know I've got this thing going on that you might want to have a look at right so and it was like wait what <laughs> you know and I've done something else there as well like I've literally gone out and actively outreached to people who I felt might enjoy it might benefit from it who I thought I'd like to have you as a speaker on there you know on the on the on the interview series but I really noticed like what's the difference like why do I have I feel so passionate <laughs> I'm so passionate about about the thing and about like I know that what I have to offer there's nothing sleazy about it right mm -hmm. and it's almost like the conviction I have around what I offer them is mm -hmm. so solid there is no kind of like, ooh, maybe I try and manipulate to into into buying something you don't really need or want. You know, and I find a lot of the time the hesitation comes when almost, uh, I remember Rich Litvin often says, like, the first sale of anything is the sale to yourself, right? And if you kind of not quite sure what this is worth and how it's valuable and whether it's worth the money, I think you're going to have a real tough time, you know, to reach out to somebody to say, but I'm feeling it with the doggy thing. It's like, but you've got like, if you love dogs, you've just got to know about this, right? And it's almost like, I don't care whether somebody says I'm not interested, right? But I don't want to miss out on anybody who might be. And it's a whole different approach to it than what well, I've known as a coach as well. Well, look, here's what I'm, here's what I'm hearing. Like, when you need a client this month, and isn't, there some, isn't this where we all get caught up? You know, 
even though we could probably sit down and find our why behind the things that we want to do around business, it probably wouldn't take us long to just sit down and go, do you know what? I do want to help people. I do want to bring coaching to the world or, I, you know, I do want to help these type of people. I've walked through this myself, etc., and I know that I can offer value because if you ask people, they can tap into that. I don't think, you know, with a little prodding even, even the most unclear person has a why at the root of it. But there is just something really uh, challenging mentally when it comes to livelihood, I think, and turning this into turning that passion into a profit yeah. from it. And the more that we, because we're hardwired for survival, aren't we? We're hired, hardwired, hardwired, I've got some of the words, hot, hardwired, hardwired, all the same thing. <laughs> we're wired up for, um, you know, paying our bills and keeping that survival mentality going. And I, and I've just, I don't know, just in this conversation, listening to you, maybe I've just seen something, an insight into, into this that I hadn't quite seen before is that thrive up, thriving is around the why in the way that you're doing it. Thriving doesn't necessarily, it knows that the, the whole area of giving and receiving is, kind of going to happen in its in in its time as it were you know and it's not about not asking and not having an offer it's definitely about having an offer but there is a detachment from the outcome now when you when you know that you're in survival mode financially mentally just as soon as we're in that space of thinking you you are completely attached to the outcome because your whole survival in your mind or your credibility or your feeling of success or your feeling of you know failure is we're linking we've made an association between getting a client and and our own self-esteem or our own paying the bills etc um and the first time i ever kind of started to detach from that that I struggled with that for years you know Re I really did as soon as I had to become the main breadwinner I felt like this huge responsibility like I had on my shoulders and you know oh god there was so so much attachment to all of that really but it was a, a friend of mine who actually sold a very big business that he built up from scratch and he just when he said to me about the business has to take care of everybody it detached me from me being the one that has to bring it all in. He said, you know, a business has to serve four people. It has to serve its customers. It has to pay the owner. It has to pay its suppliers. And it has to pay its team or its staff. And once I saw that it actually had to pay not just my bills, <laughs> you know, me, client, client, me, when I just saw that this was an entity that needed to be created over a period of time that covered all of that for everybody, it did detach me from that association and I started to think differently. Yeah, I think there's a lot there and that whole piece of how much you have on it, how much you feel is at stake, that's really at the root of it, right? And it's really clear to see in the Doggy Passion Project because they're, like in my mind, there's nothing at stake, right? There's all, I'm open to all the possibilities But I don't really care. Like, you know, if nothing comes from it, well, nothing comes from it. Like, I don't care. And I was the same with my sewing business when actually the livelihood did depend on it. But I still had this thing. It's like, 
well, I don't know. I just want to have it out of my system. I don't really care how it shows up. I didn't really, I wasn't attached to what exactly I was going to, I knew I was going to create something, but I wasn't attached to what exactly that was, what it looked like, how long it took. Like I was kind of like, yeah, we just kind of, I didn't. And I think there is that, like the moment you feel what's at stake is really there's high stakes, then everything gets tense. And I also find that's a, that's a really interesting one to reflect on. And I mean, you know, we all know what it's like, especially like, you know, with sole breadwinner, you know what it's like. It's like, oh God, that bill is really real, right? So it's still most of the time when I speak to people and clients, oh, you know, like, and there's this whole anxiety around, they're not about to be homeless. Like how real is it? You know, and also like, Two days ago, you felt perfectly fine. You know, like your mind can play an awful lot of tricks on you. And I think recognizing that your experience of the emergency of the situation comes and goes and fluctuates. And it isn't usually um, a full-on reflection of what's actually going on. Because most so often it's like, oh, but this needs to make money. And when you look, it's like, oh, no, you know. The bills are paid, you know, the, how, like actually nothing happens. If they didn't get this client this month, nothing would happen. Maybe their ego takes a bit of a bruise and they'd have a bit of a riff with their partner because they kind of go, hey, when is the money coming in? But so, I mean, it, that would be my first question. Like, how real is the emergency, you know? And in any case, the, te- the more like you're kind of tense and anxious, that blocks your creativity you won't even see opportunities you won't be able to problem solve like you're going to be in for a much tougher ride and i think that's the first place to start is to actually start with the detachment or the attachment of um, what we're dealing with but let's not leave people hanging i've got a strategy when you need clients this month. And I know that you, we were talking about a really cool sort of outreach strategy as well for, for things. But the, so the first thing I, I'm going to just say to people as something to do, um, if you need a client this month, is look for the low-hanging fruit, first of all. Look for the people, as we said, that are close to you, that you have trust with, and, um, and start there, a little bit like this ripple effect going outwards. But have an offer. Have something to offer people um, and say, look, you know, I'm launching something this week or I've got um, I've got a couple of ideas. Um, you know, are you open to having a quick conversation and get that curiosity going rather than some big DM trying to sell somebody completely cold is start to introduce the conversation. But introduce the fact that you have got something on offer and you're looking for, um, you know, to be able to share that or for referrals to that. And then work your way outwards um, to somebody that's more cold. And if you have got, if you are reaching out to people that you, you know more cold, anchor. You came. You had a lovely suggestion from somebody, didn't you? Yeah, I actually uh, received a message from somebody where I thought, you know, I'm usually quite allergic when somebody pounces on me with no context whatsoever. But this was just, and the guy openly says on LinkedIn, he says, well, I don't bother with relationship building and this and that. He said, literally, I sell to every person I connect with. And so I checked my inbox to see how he actually did that. And basically what he says, look, I don't want to waste your time. Here are three ways that I can support you. And there was two, two 
YouTube videos where you could really see him in action, you know, and there was a lead magnet, you know, and there was obviously the option to just reply to his message, right? And he says this works fine for him and I can totally see why. Because that's the thing. He makes the offer. He says, hey, if you're interested in this, if you're using digital marketing on social media, you might find this helpful. If content creation is the thing you're struggling with, this will be really helpful. That's it. And I've, I've, what I really like, this whole thing about, I don't expect to reply. I know you're busy and your inbox is swamped with useless stuff, right? So there was just literally that permission to ignore, right? Which made it immediately feel less pushy, right? So, mm. and I think that's like, oh, that sounds actually like something that, yeah, I felt totally good about receiving it and it'd be totally something that I do, yeah. And that's because he'd already given you permission that he had detached from exactly. the outcome so you didn't feel that energetic obligation or that guilt behind the scenes to ignore. Yes. So why don't you try that this week? If you know you want or need a client this week, think about that detachment, think about people close to you, and think about how you can offer a detached offer to people that maybe you're just meeting out on social media. Give it a go. And we'd love to hear your, uh, you know, version of what happens with that. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts um, so that we can actually share how you're getting on and what value you're getting from this. And so until next time, take care. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches Podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches Podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections, and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.